I'm Grace Allen. And I'm Ricardo Allen. And we are The Allens. Welcome to our podcast where we share our unfiltered insights, perspective, and knowledge on this roller coaster of a ride that we call life. Ricardo Allen is down at the 42 and a half, 43. Join us as we go all in on all topics, ranging from changing diapers to preparing for Super Bowl Sunday. Guns it across the middle. Ricardo Allen, the interception. 35, 30, Allen 20. Welcome to All In with The Allens. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Today, I'm really excited about this one because this is uh, this is kind of different. This is kind of one of our first times actually embarking and, and jumping within you know this industry or just even bringing this style of um, person onto our podcast. And yeah, this is this is new waters for us. It's a new guest, but we're really excited. Um, so we kind of meet. We still kind of like catching up and meeting them, just as we were meeting with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is kind of cool because the way that I was able to even get connected or contact, you know, my guest was one of the weirdest ways ever. But I've learned it by, you know, reading all the books that I've read and, you know, just, you know, kind of being confident and being bold within myself. I've been using an app mm-hmm. called Speechify. If you don't know about it, <laughs> you're going to know about it, not only from today's episode, but because... It's going to be everywhere. Yes, for sure, for sure. It's a it's a great app, and then I end up loving this app because I, I like I'm not like the best reader, but I love reading books. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the troubles that I kept bumping into was when I was trying to read the old school books, uh, like the old knowledge from you know years back before you know Audible and all that became really big. You know, you can't really find like audio files of some of the best knowledge in the yeah. world. Yeah, and. I'm I'm not like the like I'm I'm a good reader but mm-hmm. I'm not the best reader. I don't read very fast, so I kind of Whether you read fast or not, you have to have time to yeah. stand read. Yes, that also. Let's just touch on that. Yes. And I ended up bumping into this app one day just sitting on um Instagram and it was it was an app that told me that essentially I could take pictures of the book that, you know, I I was reading and it would read it to me in a artificial intelligent voice and I was like what <laughs> and me me as being a guy is all about being efficient and everything I, I kind of want to bring him on because I want to let, let you let him tell yeah. the story for himself but we're just rambling because we're excited yes Rico, really I'm gonna let cool. you introduce him and let's my guy, get into this it this is my guy Cliff Weisman so glad to be talking to you guys I've actually been to your entire podcast are oh, you um, oh thank you we appreciate that so I wish we were all around a table in Southern California hanging out together but due to COVID we're still Across the country on the phone. Yes. But that's okay because I think that life will bring all of us together at some point. To meet and, and hang super out. Cool. And, yes. Rico, I'm gonna let you kick it off. Okay, I just um shoot, I just wanna tell 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 the fans a little bit about you. Uh you know, tell them a little bit about your background and your upbringing and, and who who you are and you know what made you who you are. All right. Sounds good. So hey everybody, my name is Cliff Weitzman. I'm the CEO of Speechify. I'm one of the youngest people on the four thirty under thirty list. Oh yeah, um, and I really suck at reading, so I have this um, learning difference called dyslexia. So it makes it so that reading a sentence takes me as much energy and brain power as it takes most people to do a long, like a four-digit long division equation in their head. Um, and so, first, second, third, fourth grade, it was really hard for me to learn how to read. And I actually moved to the U.S. when I was thirteen from Israel, oh, and I learned English by listening to Harry Potter audiobooks twenty <laughs> times in a row. I ended up going to school. University on the East Coast. 
uh, at Brown University. And though I hate reading, I love books. And my life was completely changed when I found audiobooks. And the first audiobook I listened to was Harry Potter. Um, and then I just kept listening to books. And I averaged um, two audiobooks per week. I've done that for about 13 years now. Oh, yeah. And when I started college, it became really difficult to get through all the reading because we had to do something like 200 pages a week. Kind of like, I'm sure the reading grade had to do when she was doing her master's. And I just knew that there was no way I was going to pass school if I needed to do this. So I built, um, using artificial intelligence, software for my computer and my phone to let me take a picture of any piece of text. And then it would turn it into an audiobook for me. And then I could just click play and I could walk to breakfast, eat my breakfast, walk to class, and boom, the reading was done. And so I could upload a PDF, I could upload a website, and it would read it to me. And that's that's the short of it. Really. So you just said <laughs> you connected your phone to your computer and... Bada cre- boom, bada bang. Listen, <laughs> I just had to reconnect a device via Bluetooth in my house and I stood there for 15 minutes. How long did this really take you? Oh, great. You're asking a good question. So um, here's the really big challenge for me is if you have dyslexia like me, and, and by the way, so 17% of the population has dyslexia. Most people who have it don't know that they have it because it's wow. expensive to get diagnosed. And so the first three years of me really struggling in school, my teachers thought I was stupid and my parents thought I was being lazy. And I was like, I'm not stupid. I'm not lazy. I'm awesome. I just need to show you guys that I am. Yeah. And only when I was in third grade did someone realize that I had dyslexia and it was my mom. And it's because she read so many books about the topic and finally wow. figured it out. Most people aren't fortunate enough to figure it out. And so they walk throughout all their life thinking that they're stupid. If you're dyslexic, it's difficult to do what's called phonemic awareness. So decoding words is hard. Mm-hmm. And so a third of NASA and a third of MIT have dyslexia and 40% of billionaires have dyslexia. <laughs> but actually half of people who are incarcerated in prison have dyslexia. Oh, man. Um, because it gives you such a challenge when you're young, kind of like uh, what Rico always says about grit and mindset. You have to build that early. And so my spelling was terrible. And when you code, if you try to, to build something with computer science, if you misspell a variable one way here and one way here, your program's not going to run. Yeah. So it was really difficult for me to code. Um, and what happened was summer before college, I had to read the summer reading book. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get through this book, man. And I finished maybe three-fourths of this book. And all of, um, kind of high school, I was in academic workshop, which is an additional period every day just to help you academically mm. because I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. But I got into this Ivy League school because I still got good grades and I performed all on tests. And I was not going to show up at this fancy school having not done my summer reading. Yeah. So I asked my mom really politely and she agreed to sit with me and read the book to me. Wow. But my mom worked and she didn't have time to finish reading this book. Um, and so I still had about a quarter of this book left before I showed up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a great mom though. Like even the fact that oh. she took the research upon herself to try to figure out like what it was that you were struggling with at such a young age. Yeah. Like that's really cool. Especially like now, you know, Rico and I are parents, obviously to our listeners listening, you guys know that, but even with Luca, like we, he had some, some speech delay type stuff that mm. we've had to work through. And it's, it's so interesting how fast people want to label your like, child, write them off, for you real. know, as like this, that, or the other thing. And and I know mm-hmm. for me and for Rico, like we really had to take matters into our own hands to try to figure out yeah. what this really is here. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, and it take time and take a lot of money. It take a lot it of does. effort too, because you got to consistently be working for it. And you actually got to be looking for those answers too. So 
Yeah, that's 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 that shows that you got a good foundation where you come from. Exactly, and we we didn't have much when I was growing up, and I'm actually one of five kids. Wow. So you can imagine my parents didn't have that much time for really anything. No, um, but my parents really cared, and I think the reason I'm the person I am today is because we have so much unconditional love in our household. That's real. Deal. That's incredible. And even when you go to school and you fail, it's the one thing that you're supposed to be good at. If you have that foundation. Your life is fine. I'm just going to keep going and failing is fine. And I know that people still love me even if I perform badly. Um, and somehow that kept my confidence intact. Yeah. That was so you actually, can imagine in yeah. any other situation. Well, that was one of the things I was talking to Rico when we were coming down to the studio before before calling you. I was like, I feel like the things I'm going to ask him are going to be so different than the things that you want yeah. to ask. Because <laughs> here I am, you know, and like my sole purpose is to raise good humans. Like I want our kids mm-hmm. to be good people. I want them to be whole people. I want them to be happy people. And like, that's, I want them to be successful, but I want them to choose the life that they want for themselves. So hearing you talk about how that foundation that you got growing up, because you have done, you've probably been against so many odds at a young age doing what you've done. And so just having that foundation of knowing like if you fall or if you fly, that doesn't necessarily define who you are as a person. That's huge. Exactly. And I think I attribute a lot of my happiness really to that, but also my ability to take big swings. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I know that. Um, like, see, like me, I know Gracie thinks about things in the sense of she wants to think about like, like, like what does it take to be like a, a mom to actually like build a kid to to shoot for the stars and yeah. and just keep dreaming and, and being who they want to be because, you know, I know she, she always helps me and she always helps like build me up and stuff like that. So that is cool to, you know, see like your family does transition just the same kind of attributes that I feel that she, you know, puts within our kids all the time. So well, that's a heck of you know, a compliment. A, Thank yeah, you. <laughs> that's, that's a good transition. But like, uh, see me, I think about things like what, what made you like, what made you like want to be a part of maybe like the Silicon Valley and stuff like growing up? Oh, what a great question. You know, I watched this movie called the social network uh-huh. <laughs> and it's about the founding of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, I want to have an experience like this. I want to build a company that has such a big impact on the world. So that was like my draw for Silicon Valley itself. Uh-huh. But the bigger draw was wanting to be an entrepreneur. And when I was young, I was always the person kind of like selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> um, or, Wait, did you know um, that about Rico? Oh, yeah, um, I, I, I heard it in one of you guys. Oh my gosh! Actually, I'm like, yeah. are you oh, guys yeah. like soulmates from a distance, like brothers yeah. from different mothers? This is crazy. To, I was listening to one of his videos before, and we was kind of talk about the same stuff. I'm like, man, it's, it's... sorry I interrupted you. I just, <laughs> I just had to know because that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Deal. Yeah, I mean, that was a big part of my life when I was like, I don't know, nine years old. I love it. It's oh, so yeah. great. And I actually, if you know the story for Yu-Gi-Oh, he's this little kid, Yu-Gi. And then he like, he levels up and then he's Yu-Gi-Oh. That's incredible. And I think of myself before I had access to books, before audiobooks, that was Yu-Gi. That's and then awesome. I started reading and I just leveled up and I became Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah. Um, That's so cool. And so I was always kind of um, business minded mm-hmm. and I would go on walks. It doesn't matter if it was my parents or my teacher or like a random adult in my life. And I was just asking questions. Like I always wanted to know what people did with their time. Hmm. And they would like tell me one thing. And then like you guys are like jump on them. I'd be like, oh, well, tell me more. Why? Why? How? Mm -hmm. So I learned about um, like 
stuff and what a doctor did and what a lawyer did and what a like, uh, real estate agent did when I was really young because I, was, I, I wasn't shy at the time. And then after Harry Potter, I started reading more and more books. And one day when I was walking, what I, would go, I, would, I would go to the Barnes Noble and I would go through the aisles and I would take pictures of the books and then I'd go home and I'd find them online and then I'd, I'd feature them. Wow. Um, and there was one book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. And it was all about how to be an entrepreneur. And I thought, wow, this is what I want to do. Because I don't really want to have a boss. I want to chart my own path. Yep. And I'm uh, really at the heart, I'm an inventor. I always come up with ideas. And I just want to make my ideas come into reality. So when I was in college, I actually started my own major. I, I studied renewable energy engineering. And that was a mix of like physics, engineering, computer science. But I also built about 36 different products. Everything from like 3D printed skateboard brakes and payment companies and like a biotech supplements that you can rub your muscle to like get um, amino acids to your biceps faster if you want to target those. And then I built, I had a lot of loans for college. So I built a system that hired 10 freelancers in the Philippines to find and apply the scholarships for me. Wow. And then I productized that and made that available to other people because that's how I paid for school. I kept building things. Um, and with Speechify, it was hard for me to code, but I just locked myself in my room and I just watched all the YouTube videos on how to learn how to code. And I bought a course on how to make iPhone apps, 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> and like, I ended up, like it was a video, right? And so the guy, his name is Rob Percival. Rob Percival would make a clone of Instagram. And so I would make a clone of Instagram by seeing exactly what he did. And then he made a clone of Snapchat and I made that. And then he made a clone of, um, of Tinder and I'd make that. And then after that, I was like, cool, I know how to build an app now. Yeah. And then I went and I built Speechify. Oh, that's real That's deal. so cool. How did you have time for like school if you were just doing all this on the side? <laughs> or did you? Well, like, how did that, how'd you find that balance? Well, I'll have to tell you that so when I got to college in the beginning, the first like semester, I just like, all I wanted to do was meet people because it was the first time in my life that I was surrounded by people who were interesting and interested. I felt I found my people. Mm. And for the first three weeks of school, my cheeks started to hurt from smiling so much because I was having such a good time. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I would go to the dining hall and I'd grab, I'd find a table of like seven people I didn't know. And I'd grab a plate and I'd be like, hey, is anyone sitting here? And they'd be like, no. And I was like, great. My name is Cliff. Nice to meet you guys. So and then I'd grab a second plate and do that in another table. And then <laughs> I'd grab a cup of tea and do that with another table. So I got to know like, 60% of my Your grade. entire school and, so, in the first three weeks. In my entire school. And so I ended up with really good friends because I found the people who were, who were my people. And I could never do that. I was going to say that takes major, <laughs> that takes major confidence and just like to put yourself out there like yeah, that. Yeah, because you're just going through all kinds of different energies, all kinds of different boxes of peoples that, you know, for sure were judging you every time you would come up and introduce yourself. They're not judging them now. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you something interesting. The reason I had the balls to do that is I had listened to another book called How to Win Friends by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, and that's a good one. It taught, yeah, and it yep. taught me about smiling and like how to be confident. And I just applied all the rules that I learned from the book to my bus driver in sophomore year of high school. So did you fake it until it became real? Exactly. That's what you got to do. I know. I, I think that's crazy. Like I always say, you got to fake it till you make it with confidence and like some other things in life too, but it's really real because if you like learn about the brain, you realize like that's completely that's opposite of what 
you know, you're kind of wired to do. So it takes some time, but then it just becomes your normal habit. And all of a sudden you start really believing you're confident. Essentially that's manifestation. I would think. Yeah. I feel exactly. that. It's manifesting. I love it. That's so super but cool. You know, Rico sending me that message. Okay. Like, wait. That's the same type of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rico, tell our audience how you guys ended up connecting. Cause you kind of touched on it in, yeah. in the intro. So, um, I've been using this app for how long? Wait. Okay, so you tell the story first, and then I'll get into mine. But it's been, it's been a, a minute. Yeah, easily four or five months. Yeah. Easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily, and uh, I don't know. I, I just I was I was seeing how the, the like the program was getting better. I kept seeing like the updates that was happening. Mm. How like easier like it was to just be like to to use it because I I love first of all just the like as simple as me being able to like read my NFL contracts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Me being able to take pictures mm -hmm. of like important documents that sometimes I think us as athletes think that are like big and big words and, and, and things that we really don't understand and we actually can hear it. You know, it, it actually is more smaller. It's and easier as, to like yeah, digest. It's really yeah. not big stuff. It's just actually easier to take in. So I started doing that, but just... It, things just kept getting better. And I ended up noticing that uh, you guys started putting up like contact support and stuff like that with you, you can like, you put feedback and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, man, like, I, I don't know. I don't really know if they will ever answer if, if I sent a message back or not. I don't really even know if it's somebody on the other side, you know, actually reading this stuff. So I'm like, but I want to be a part of this because I, I, me, I'm, I'm the head of the Falcons Social Justice and one of the big things that I think, um, like I always want to connect with um, education. Mm -hmm. And I think that this app right here could, you know, be something that can help, you know, generations and help, you know, maybe even, you know, what if we can just take it within a school and to try to test it out and see if a, if a team or a school can, you know, advance and become better. So yeah. I knew I wanted to be a part of this and I knew that, you know, this is like something good because it has helped me someone who did struggle, you know, learning and, you know, reading things mm -hmm. when I first got to college and stuff, because I wish I had something like this because I would have been a better, you know, student. student. Yeah. So I was, I just sent a message and I was like, you know, I'm a professional. I always use the professional athlete because I think that kind of like helps me get in the door. You know, that's, that's like my, my, my way like, in. Hey, I'm Rico. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey Rico, I hit people, you know, I, I run my head into people for a living, <laughs> but it's, it's always cool. So, and then I was just like, I, I want to know. You literally sent them a message through the app. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was in our bedroom <laughs> nursing Luna. She's like, you know, three weeks old at this point in time. And he's like, I think I'm going to just send a message over you know, through the app for Speechify. He's like, they've done all these updates and now there's like a support link. And I'm like, okay. You know, like, I'm like, what are you, you know, what are you really talking about? And then I'm like, do it. Like, what, what, what's the harm? You know, what, what could go wrong besides nobody gets back to you? And that's no big deal either. Like grab your tray and go sit down at a table of seven people. You never know how it's going to work out. So I'm like, shoot for the moon, do it. So then it wasn't even like a couple hours later. Yeah. You came and found me. I think I was nursing the baby again. Cause that's just what you do. And you're like, he responded to me. And I was like, that's yeah. really cool. Like that really says something that you guys are that accessible for the people, you know, that use your product. I think that's, I think that's huge. Yeah. But essentially and I here said, we I want to be a part of it. Yeah. I want to invest in it because I believe in it. And here we are. Yeah. And you know, that actually says something a lot about you as a businessman, Rico, because we get requests 
to invest in Speechify basically every day. Oh, yeah. And usually, it's people who find me on Forbes, on LinkedIn, or stuff like that. Oh, wow. And they send us an email, and those emails I ignore. <laughs> you I send the message through the app support, and like I read every message that comes from a user. Yeah. And again, there's like Look 400 messages a day from users. And I was like, damn, this is cool. And then we got on our first FaceTime, and I was blown away. Because you had done so much research. You knew the app in and out. Oh, yeah. You used it so much. And not only the app, you knew everything about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we got on the call and you were like, yeah, like, I know that you volunteered in, the, in this prison at like 2018. I was like, how do you even know that? <laughs> Gotta know, man. Uh, Details. That's why he's so good at what he does. But I uh, want to tell you a background story that you wouldn't know unless I told you. So... Have you been using, has it been like four or five months that you've been using this? Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like it was prior to quarantine or was it not? All these months kind of run together. It was before together. quarantine. Okay. I want to say it was like the, maybe the start of the year. Probably. So he came and found me and he was so excited. He had this like ear to ear grin on his face <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, you're never going to believe this. I'm like, what? And he's like, I just found an app that all I have to do is take a picture of anything that I want and it reads it to me. And I'm like, <laughs> and then me, I'm like, and, you know, like I'm waiting for like the rest of the story. He's like, isn't that just the, the, the coolest thing you've ever heard? And I'm like, I don't know, show me how it works. So then I kid you not for like the next month, he would follow me around the house, taking pictures of every document, <laughs> every book he could find showing me how this app, like really, how it really works. Yeah. But that's how you were knocking out so many books yeah. a week. Because like you said, there were so many things that you wanted to read that, I was Audible, really interested in that you've been really interested in, but finding the time to sit down and read a read physically read a book, it's just not really in it's the tough. cards. Yeah, it's tough. And so when they weren't on Audible, I could tell you were, you'd get discouraged. Like that might just be knowledge you might not know because this time in life is too busy. Yeah. So then when you found Speechify and you could like utilize it for that, that's when you were knocking out like seven seven books a week. Yeah, for real. I, I was I was able to easily spend my time much more efficient because I'm all about. Like, I'm all about uh, getting as much, you know, knowledge and getting as much development and getting much as much done within one day. And when I listen to people like Warren Buffett mm -hmm. and, you know, those who read 800, you know, minutes, I mean, 800 words per minutes, minute, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And I'm like, man, like, I wonder how much knowledge and I see why they're the best, you know, because success leaves mm -hmm. clues, you know. So I'm like, I, I understand that that is a big reason that they're the best. Mm -hmm. So what if I could, you know, you know, read for, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just a person that I learn easier through my ears. Well, everyone's different. Yeah. 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 It's just I can listen to things and it, it sounds good and I retain it so much faster than me actually looking at a book and just keep reading the same words over and over and over again. Yeah. That's super cool. Okay, so when you were just talking, it made me think of a question. Cliff, can you yeah. take our listeners, what tell me like a normal day, start to finish. What does what does a typical day look like in your life? Oh wow. Okay, great question. So, you know, it's so interesting because so I started Speechify and I started it in my dorm room of Brown. <laughs> and, and um the first thing that I did is I found a bunch of principles who led school for kids with disabilities. And I started working with them. And one of them told me about this conference for kids with dyslexia. I was in Florida. So I booked a ticket to Florida at three in the morning. I showed up there. Um, and then there was a conference. And like, a typical day, there'd be something like this happening. 
So I went to this conference. There was like a thousand dyslexia educators there. I didn't have a ticket because at the time I didn't have any money. And I just sat in the lobby and asked people who came in, hey, I'm trying to get into this conference. Do you know anyone who can help me get a ticket? So finally, somebody gave me a ticket. The main keynote speaker presented. And um, when they got off the stage, I was like, well, no one's going to stop me. So I hopped on the stage. And I was like, hi, my name is Cliff. I want to show you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is not and where I, I was expecting this question to go. <laughs> and I plugged in my computer. Um, and I showed them. And then it's like a thousand people in the audience. So 15 of those school principals offered to fly me out to teach the kids that do speech Oh, And it was gosh. great because every school I went to, I'd show them and people would start to cry. Wow. Uh, because Rico, you're, you're the best in the story that Grace just shared. Um, and just imagine a bunch of like 10-year-old Ricos. Yeah, that's like, uh, I'm picturing and 10-year-old that. 10-year-old Because, you know, my like my philosophy in life is the most important thing is you want to be the person you needed most when you were young. I feel that so hard. And, yeah. Um, I listened to your guys' podcast with Rico explaining about getting the golden ticket mm. and going to the combine and, and, and going back and putting up a putting up a camp every year. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm the 10 year old kid who was just sitting at the back of the class trying to cope. Trying to understand. And, uh, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta take care of all those kids. And so that was kind of the start. And then little by little, it started to gain momentum and a bunch of people found it like Rico found it. So it's like now it's used by millions of people hmm. every day. And so then I moved from like living in my little dorm of Brown to Silicon Valley. And I hired like a senior engineer from Apple who started working for us and a senior engineer from Snapchat who started to work for us. But really, the best people were people like Rico who they watched a YouTube video I made or they read a Medium article I wrote or they just started using the app and they messaged me and they say, hey, this is amazing. How can I get involved? So cool. So now we're a team of 25 engineers. And of those 25, I think 20 came to us because they found the app online and they messaged me. And initially, we had a whole team in Silicon Valley, and we actually lived across the street from Tim Cook, who's the founder of uh, the CEO of Apple. Wow. We get like this big house. We all live in the house together, <laughs> um, and we still do that. And so, um, I live with um, five of the people from my team, and then the rest of the team is, is in Europe and throughout the U.S. And so, I wake up in the morning, and usually I go on calls like this. And so, my calls are either with someone who I'm considering hiring, or they're with a school we're considering working with or there was someone who wants to invest in Speechify. Mm-hmm. And uh, my team is just coding. And then I come out. Um, it's funny because in quarantine, I'm literally speaking to you guys from my closet. <laughs> I'm in the house where I won't wake people up. And <laughs> I take calls early in the morning in because we're up till like four in the morning coding sure. every day. Wow. That's real deal. And, and um, then I go back in the kitchen and I actually make breakfast for our team. That's pretty and cool. Like, I'll, I'll What's your favorite breakfast? Oh, I have like six eggs in the morning. Uh, what do you have? Sorry. We're, we're all good. Sorry. What do you make in the morning? Six eggs. Six eggs? Uh, I make an omelet. I make okay. an omelet with six eggs. Okay. I know you like to work out all the time. Oh yeah. I love working out and I'll have a protein shake. That's my, that's my breakfast. Okay. Perfect. Oh yeah. Simple, um, efficient, gets you back to work. Simple, efficient, enough calories. That's it. Um, but then the day I'll sit down with my team and I'll, I'll find, if someone submitted the bug, we'll fix the bug. If we have a new idea for a feature, we'll build the feature. And usually I'll sketch it on a piece of paper. And then I'll give it to our designer, Tade, and he'll make it look really pretty. And then he'll give it to one of our iPhone app engineers and he'll build it into the app. And then our engineering lead, Simon, will read over the code and make sure that it won't break anything. And then we submit it. Um, <laughs> and then um, we'll just do that. And then around 7, we'll all do a workout together. Um, 7 a.m. 
Uh, no, no, now, now it's 7 p.m. Oh, I'm like, uh, you, I mean, you're incredible. I wouldn't be surprised if you got all this done before 7 a.m. I can't lie to you. <laughs> if only, if only. I, I can't even brush my teeth and have a cup of coffee by then, but I feel like you you and your team could have done all For those real. things. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, I'm a night owl. Uh, okay. Um, but then in the beginning of uh, quarantine, I bought a bench press and I installed it in my room. And so we'll all hit a workout together. And then everybody goes to sleep at different times, but usually the earliest person to go to sleep is me at 3 a.m. And then, um, and then I'll begin the next morning and we keep working on it. And it's just so fun because you always get feedback from people and, mm-hmm. and it's such powerful feedback. Um, and, and there's so many ideas for how to make it better and there's so many ways to expand it. And so all the conversations I'm having every day are like, okay, Google did this, Facebook did this, YouTube did this in order to become like a hundred billion dollar company. What's the next step for us to do to get to that level too? And it's just like solving a puzzle. Yeah, I like that. You're always working towards something. And I like that book you gave me too, man. I'm almost done with it. I've been just binging no that book. No way, man. man. For real. That's a real deal book, Tell us man. About it. Oh, Bill Campbell? Oh, the, the yeah. trillion dollar coach, man. He this dude was Oh, just, he gave this to you? Yeah, he was the one who gave this book to me. Oh my gosh. He's been following me. Are you guys following a trend here? Rico just follows me around the house all day long and talks to me about whatever's in to. his brain. But this this is the this is all I've been hearing about for days. I didn't oh, yeah. realize that you guys connected on this. And it's crazy because it's, it's a lot of the stuff that I bump into all the time when I see very successful like uh like VPs or when I get to watch Mr. Blank or when I get to watch, you know, mm-hmm. like Rich McKay and all them kind of people. And it's just like you know, it started to it started to tell about like you know people who are very successful. They're they're not afraid to be coached. They're not afraid to be criticized. Mm-hmm. And that's what Bill Campbell was to all these super successful people who was in Silicon Valley. And he brought you know what he learned from you know sports mm-hmm. and and took it within you know the entrepreneurial you know side of it. Wow. You know he was a he wasn't like the, he, he wasn't a bad coach, but he wasn't like a Belichick. Mm-hmm. You know so and but it just shows that. Know, even if you're not good in you know one spot in life, you can sometimes use some of the things that you learn from the failures that you may have had and take it somewhere else and be like super, super successful. That's really cool. And he's helped build up so many companies and helped be a big part with you know Google, Apple, you know uh, Amazon. Wow! Like all the big names. Like it was some places on there that like um even I think like the. It's probably Kodak. It was one of the, um, it was like Fiji and Kodak mm-hmm. or whatever. Like the- The film? Yeah, the yeah. film companies and stuff. He was like, just because he was bold enough to, to stand on what he believed a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you know, it, it came out and- it it, out. Yeah, it worked out and he helped a lot of people. I want to read that. And what yeah. team did he coach when he coached football? Penn State. Do you remember? Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, wasn't it with Penn State? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Super cool. And you know, it's funny because for me, I started working on Speed Fine, and about a year and a half in, I got a coach. Oh, yeah. That's smart. And this guy, he found me. His name is Matt Maceri, and he started a company and, and sold for like half a billion dollars since he was 29. Oh, and he was coaching me for free because he, like you, he heard our story, and, and we hopped on a phone call, and he cried because I told him how when I was 10, I loved my dad so much, and he really valued education, and no matter what I did, I couldn't read. And so I fall asleep in the book every time because it took me so much energy. So my dad would sit down with me and he would read books to me. And I loved it so much. My dad recorded it in a cassette tape. I'd walk around the house with a cassette tape. Um, and Matt like really resonated with that. And so he coached me for, for a year. He's the coach of like some of the biggest companies um, in the world now. But for some reason, he took his interest in like this little kid. 
Um, well, I don't think it was just for just some didn't. reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he probably saw a lot more in you and something that just like keeps ringing so clearly to me, like hearing you speak is, you know, this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this wasn't something that was like, that was created out of wanting to make a lot of money. Like this is something that came from like the depths of your soul. Definitely. And I feel Definitely. like, and correct me if I'm wrong again, is that why you're able to pour your entire life into it the way that you do? Yes and no. Okay, tell me. So so I think that every person in their brain has what I think of as a tree of knowledge. And the the, the, the trunk of this tree is built when you go to school, from your parents, et cetera. And then as you read books, you start building branches and then you add leaves to it. And if you have a branch where there's a new leaf of information, it'll stay. But if you don't have a branch there, it'll float away. So for example, if you didn't know anything about football, the fact that Bill Campbell coached Penn State, you won't remember it. Because you do, you'll remember it. Yeah. And so I read so many books that it gave me a really good understanding of the world even though I was very young. And I knew the type of life I wanted to chart for myself. I, I really, like Rico, I manifested it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down on a piece of paper what I wanted my life to look like. And I was like, okay, well, if this is what I want my life to look like, what is the company that I should start? And when I graduated college, I did a really weird thing. Everybody would go get jobs. And I didn't. I stayed in Providence, Rhode Island, where I went to school. I was not in school. I paid like the minimum amount of rent possible. I lived also basically in the closet. Mm-hmm. And I just worked on this. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted so badly to do my own thing as opposed to get a job. And I asked myself, what company am I going to start? And I built all these other products. But I decided, you know, these things, they don't have a big enough impact on the world. Mm-hmm. And so some people, they choose to make money and then do good. And I was like, nah, man, I can do good now. Let me do something that, first of all, does a lot of good, but ideally also makes the money. Of course. Um, and and I ended up working on Speechify, and I picked it because it is the thing that it always came back down to this. And if I didn't build it, nobody else would mm. because I just needed it so much. And it's been so many years where someone could have built something like this, and they didn't. But I was just like, people are already using this. I built it as a prototype for myself. I might as well invest all my time in it. That's a real deal. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> incredible. That's why. And I, I want, yeah, go ahead. That's why I feel like that's why it has been going the way this is. Like yes. me being a user for you know a while. That's why yeah. I've been able to see, you know, the difference that you know you guys have made within it already. So it's working. Whatever you're doing, keep doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I want to say one more thing, Rico. The story that you just told, Grace, that I didn't know, like never would I have expected Rico to have read half that book already. Because <laughs> I just gave it to you. Listen. And so I, I want everybody listening to realize what Rico did there. He found an opportunity to learn something and then he, he, he went for it. He got the book, he started listening. He's now halfway through the book and Grace is too because he keeps her up to date. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, man, that's so intense. This is the key. And you know, Rico, the first time we got on a call, he told me two things that blew my mind. The first one, he told me a quote about if you want to hide something, um, hide knowledge. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, if you want, yeah, like where I come from, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna hide knowledge from. Okay, the so home. this is something that you you were told or you had you overheard when you were yeah. little. What, let's give a little bit of backstory before yeah, you say this, it. This is like the the running joke of like the town that where I come from. This is what you would hear. You would, if you wanna hide something from black people, put it in books. It's terrible. Yeah. First time you told me that, I was like, what did you just say? Yeah. I mean, that's awful. Yeah, because that's the one thing I do know is when you learn about like kids in the first, you know, one one through seven, 
kids watch majority of the habits that their parents, you know, mm-hmm. pass along to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be 100% honest, you know, we wasn't reading a lot of books in my family. Yeah. You know, we wasn't reading a lot of books in my household to grow up. So I didn't see that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it was just a bold, like, I know it's like, it's crazy to say, but everyone who knows who, when I tore my Achilles, you know, that's when I really, you know, dug into books and reading and yeah Yeah. and really got back into it I remember I used to make fun of Gracie listen I wasn't (laughs) going to sell him out like this because I never want to sell my husband out to the world but he I have I have always loved to read I went through like a little phase right when I got out of school for like three months where I didn't pick up a book because I was just so over it like I felt like all I had been doing for six years with my undergrad my master's was reading and I was like I don't want to read anything but I but I love reading. I've always loved reading. The longest I've ever gone is probably that time. And I think I was probably even reading then. But Rico used to make so much fun of me. He's like, you're reading again? Like, why do you think reading is fun? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but this is what I love and you should try it someday. Yeah. I used to be like, because I remember reading, you just put me to sleep. Well, you weren't reading the right things. Yeah, apparently but so. But you also were reading with your eyes instead of with your ears. Yes, there yes, you go. yes. And that's the thing is, one, because I was reading so slow, because I was reading so slow, I could not I could not blend it all together long enough. Like a, It would take me an hour to read a chapter. Yeah. And now I can, with, with Speechify, I can read a, a, a chapter in, in 25 minutes. I'm like... Listen here, what it used to take myself in, in mm-hmm. one hour, now I can get four chapters done yeah. within that same hour. So I'm like... Which is why it's so incredible. Yes. And why it's so needed. It is. Okay, sorry. So I'll go, tell you what. Yeah, go Rico, ahead. it's because you're... Like, it's literally because you are smart that reading slowly doesn't work for you. Because if, you, if I was to make you watch a movie at 25%, <laughs> see, you would get bored and you would stop. Oh, yeah. No, it's torture your brain is already moving fast and it's just that getting the information in through that way is so hard because you learn really well by through experience by touching by thinking by learning by talking but it's hard by decoding and the second that you just go around that system the speed of your brain can sponge up that information super quick and it's just that that way is not the right way for you to learn in the same way that it's not the right way for me to learn in the same way that like 40 percent of the population are auditory learners now grace is super lucky she's a visual learner so from a very young age, it was easy for her. But for people like us, you just got to try everything until you figure it out. It's like if you're on the defense or you're in the offense, like you got to try every single play until you find a way to crack it. Yep. You got to think about learning the same way. Your goal is to get the info in your head. If it doesn't work the first way, you got to keep trying. So true. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, so that was the first thing he said to you that stood out. What was the second? Oh, the second thing was you said something that broke my heart. You said how you're from the hood and there's a bunch of kids there and nobody ever told them that they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and I was like, man. Yeah. That's- and then you said the next thing that blew my mind. You went, you know, and I want to be the person that tells them that they're smart. I want to be that spokesperson that's like, hey, here I am from the same place. But, but someone, maybe it was great, maybe it was other people told me that I'm smart. And then I decided to read books. And you took me through your house. You showed me your kids. You showed me your office. And for those who don't know, Reba's office is packed with books. Like, there was no room on the desk. There were so many books. He opened it's a true. closet. There was more books in the closet. There were books on, books on the floor. There were books everywhere. And I see Luca, like, climbing those mountains of books. And it's yeah. completely the opposite of the picture you just described earlier. Where, like, your kid 
they're growing up with books are everywhere. Yeah, they're growing up in a home that it's normal, you know, to see their parents reading and to see their parents doing the things that we hope someday down the road our children will do as well. But that's not, as you know, you know, that's not the case for every uh-huh. child. Yeah. So I think it's super cool, you know, that that you've created something like this that that if even if it's a home where children don't ever see their parents reading or knowledge isn't being taken in, they can still have that for themselves. Yep. And that's how the world changes. Yeah. And this app has, this app I can really say has helped me read faster because I've read along with, um, like I've, I've even grabbed a book sometimes to, you know, read along as it's being read read to me. And it, it has trained my eyes to be able to, to, to go as fast as my, my brain can actually take within, you know, yeah, the it. words and process. Yeah. So I know it's helped me out a lot. Okay. So I have, I have one final question. Can I take the last, I don't want to ahead. take all this question. time. If someone is listening to this that has similar dreams of wanting to start something of their own, what, I don't want to say one, one word of advice, but just, can you just give some advice to people of like, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything else. What's, what would the advice be that you would give? So the first piece of advice, and you can tell that it's true. Start listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Listen to the four hour work week. Listen to how to win friends. Listen to the biography of Elon Musk, the biography of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen to the biography of Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin. Listen to the trillion dollar coach. Because I would not know any of these things. They would have been hidden to me if I did not succeed in reading books. I could not have manifested what I wanted because I didn't even know that it existed yeah. if I didn't read the book. And then I learned to dream about what I wanted because I learned about it in books. And then I learned the strategy from books. That's the first step. The second step is open YouTube and search how to build an iPad, how to make a website, and then watch 100 hours of video and just <laughs> build it yourself too. And just start with something small. Um, build a personal weapon and then go from there. That's awesome. And so attainable. It is. Like, it's not like some secret, you know, underground thing you have to know. (laughs) It's like, it's stuff that's like, these things are in your hands. Like everyone has their phone in their hands all day long. Mm -hmm. The advice that was just given is literally at your fingertips. For sure. For sure. But you have to, you have to. Then I'm going to flip the question. Rico, if I'm a kid, one of the kids we're talking about. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, I want to be an NFL player. player. Yes. But I also want to coach and I also want to do good in the Fortune 500, et cetera. And even if my team doesn't work out, I want to have a good life. What do I do? How do I start like liking learning and liking reading? How do I start? So how do you start liking and learning? Like me, I, um, I personally find, I find the ones that we look up to the most. And like me, I look up to Jay-Z. I look up to Nipsey. I looked up to Kobe. I looked up to, you know, very like LeBron. And those are all, you know, players who, you know, also are at the top of their game and some of the best, you know, athletes and, you know, music, you know, artists to ever, you know, walk the earth. And, you know, they also come from, you know, tough backgrounds. And, you know, I know a lot of kids, you know, trying to make it, you know, in sports, you know, are coming from, you know, tough backgrounds. But, you know, even like Lil Wayne growing up, you know, the rapper, he, education was always big to him and his family because it's one thing to be able to be athletic or to have that gift to be able to make a lot of money. 
But if you're not educated enough to even read the contracts, if you're not educated enough to even know what to do with the money once you get it, you're going to be working and you're going to be fighting for your whole life. So that is something that always inspired me to, you know, not only like, you know, making money to me, like I always like tell my, my family and the people around me, like I, I always felt that I can make a lot of money, but books have taught me how to be able to, you know, still be a good man with it and have, you know, foundation with it and have to do good with it while, you know, living the life I want to live. I love it. I'm going to say two more things, which is if you're listening to this and you want to start on this journey of learning, number one, obviously go to the app store, and download the feature fine. Oh yeah. So the second thing that you should do is you should download audible, which is the app that makes it easy to listen to audiobooks, And it gives you two free audiobooks when you download it. And the two books that I recommend for people listening to this podcast, the first one is the biography of Kevin Hart. Because this guy hustled hard and he came from the same background and his book is hilarious. <laughs> and it's a great way to start listening to audiobooks. And the second book I'd recommend is a book called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, oh, yeah. who's the founder of Nike. And it tells the whole story from Nike starting in a dorm room to Nike becoming the company that it is today. And if you're into sports, obviously, it's a fun one to read. So those would be the two first books I'd recommend because it shows you from start to finish how those guys made their lives so successful and it was not by accident. No, it's so and intentional. And Shoe Dog actually, was it three camps or two camps ago that we listened? We always drive down to Florida when we yeah. when we go back for Rico's youth camp every year and we listen to books when we're driving. Um, no and Shoe Dog was actually the, the book we listened to three years ago heading yep. down heading down, we knocked it out in one, one way, yeah, right? It was, or there in home, I can't remember. But it was, that's, it that's such it was, a great book. Yeah, it was a really good book. And it really makes you realize, like, it's easy to look at a final product and think, like, oh, that person's so lucky. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, maybe there's, like, an ounce of luck, but it is all so of the of things it, yeah. that you don't see and you don't yeah. hear about that really add up to make that final product A lot of obsessive people behind yes. all of the success. Yeah. Really. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. This was so fun. That was a real deal. That was perfect. It's a blast. I'm really glad to, to get the chance to come talk to you guys anytime. Well, same. Anytime. We'd love to connect in real life. We'll let you get out of your closet. Go meet up with your team. <laughs> we appreciate your time, like I said. And yep. and thanks so much for just taking taking something that was a struggle, you know, for you. That could have been... That could have been like a make or break it point in your life. You could have just accepted that that was hard, but instead you took something that was difficult and and found a way to make it easier for other people. And I I just I really I admire I admire that. So real deal. Thank you again. Absolutely. And I'll just say for anyone listening, if you resonated with what we talked about, obviously go download Featurefy. Um, but if you want to watch more videos of me talking about stuff or read more stuff that I write, you can find me on YouTube, Cliff Weissman, or Instagram, Cliff Weissman, C-L-I-F-F-W-E-I-T-Z-M-A-N. And like always, um, we will link all of your, wherever you're accessible, we'll link those to the bottom of the episode so it's easier for people so that all of that is is just one click away for you guys. And if you have a question, like Rico, don't be shy. Just send me a DM. Yeah. Love that. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, brother.
That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. When you have a chance, rate and review and hit subscribe to stay all in with new episodes. And if you enjoy All In with the Allens, be sure to share with a friend. In the meantime, follow along with our daily journeys on Instagram at grace.e.allen and ricardoallen37. Thanks again for joining and we'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs>